0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to Taskmaster is Wonderful Podcasts. I'm Eric and today I have embarked upon watching Bestie Test, the Swedish version of Taskmaster. Uh, this first season is just 4 episodes. I thought I was going to do one episode about the entire season, but once I got into actually watching it, man, it It's so good it's um it's a lot of fun. There are some key differences from the original u k show um I'm gonna go through all that as I run down this episode um but it is a solid hour instead of just forty five minutes and to talk about four solid hours in just one episode was going to be a lot um but I got pretty extensive with the notes um I had a lot of fun watching this um you can watch uh Bestie Test which translates to best in test um on the official Taskmaster YouTube the first 2 seasons are on there um there have been 5 maybe 6 I think there have been 6 and then the 7th season is upcoming uh, but only the first two seasons are on um the official taskmaster youtube or uh you can also watch them on taskmaster supermax but um yeah luckily there's a whole lot of episodes uh, if i'm doing just one a week uh, it's going to be uh, a couple of months before i'm out of um out of these ones but um anyway so Bestie Test is hosted by the Taskmaster, uh, Baben Larson, um, who is an actor and comedian, uh, and her assistant is, is David Sundin, who is a TV presenter and comedian. there in Sweden. I tried my best to, uh, to make note of the how to pronounce everybody's names, but I apologize if I did get them wrong at all so hopefully i'm pretty close but uh one of the big differences is um both on this show and on the Finnish version um might be in other versions as well is that they don't have five regular contestants they only have four regular contestants and then the fifth chair is a different guest each week and uh a cool thing about that um it seems like is that it's kind of like an audition to become a regular contestant on a future season. Um, So that's where I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting all these guests and then seeing which ones go on to be regular contestants on future, future seasons. Um, Another thing I saw, I've been trying to avoid spoilers. It's kind of hard to do that when you're looking up, Uh, especially when you're trying to look up stats and things like that. Um, I've been going to taskmaster.info. This website is amazing. It's, it's very comprehensive about, um, the tasks themselves. Um, it looks great on mobile. Um, the person who put this website together, actually, I'm going to look that up right now. I don't know if there's a whole team behind uh, behind the site um, but the uh, the copyrights at the bottom is uh, Carl Craven uh, appears to be the owner of the site and it's just so well well put together all the different tasks links all the tasks together what was the original version of this task um, if there is one all that it's amazing so it sh- Huge, huge shout out to taskmaster.info. They describe the project as obsessively documenting the international taskmaster franchise. Um, Warning, this site is lousy with spoilers. So just a blanket spoiler warning, because everything refers to everything, pretty much. So anyway, um, another thing about having the guest contestant is that fifth chair um, for the, the entirety of the series is considered a team. Um, so so the guest contestant um, points are uh, are cumulative to go up against the regular contestants, um, which is a pretty cool thing, too. Okay, so our regular contestants for season one are uh, Bianca Kronluf, um, who's an actress, uh, Kodyo um, uh, Akalor, uh who's a TV and radio host, uh, Klaus Melnberg, who is a stand-up and actor and Pia Johansson, Pia Johansen, who is an actor and lecturer. And then, um, this first episode's guest is, uh, Kelly Zachary Wallstrom. He's a TV host and a writer. And he really reminds me of an, of an American actor. I think maybe an American actor, uh, or somebody who I've seen before. I can't put my finger on it, but, um, it's it's not Jeffrey Dean Morgan, although there is some similarity there. But it's another think of another person who also has that same sort of vibe. Anyway, he he seems like a real cool dad. <laughs> Maybe rides a motorcycle, and he he really solidifies that with this first task. Not, uh, but we'll get to that first task first. We have the price task. Here's another big difference from the original show is that the um the prizes are presented kind of like a uh um like a price is right sort of thing they're filmed on a pedestal rotating pedestal and uh they just have a short little blurb about each thing um and it's 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 kind of quick and i was worried about that i i thought we were missing out on having the the panelists there in the studio to talk about everything there's a little bit of elaboration on stuff not nearly as much on the original but as it turns out there's a lot more stuff in the uh not a whole lot more but it's more than made up for with uh in-studio tasks and and stuff like that and then uh i i read that after the first two seasons They changed the prize task to be something that the uh, production chooses um, that kind of fits the theme of the episode. Um, And so nobody brings any prize tasks in from season three onward. Um, So I'll eventually I'll get there and I'll see that seems like it would work pretty well, especially with what they're going for with the rest of um, this show's format. In addition to that, there are a few items, and I will mention these as we go th- as we uh, come across them that get added to that prize pool. Um, and that's a pretty fun idea because there ends up being some pretty unique items um, coming out of all the tasks. Um, but this first episode's price task, the most unusual thing, a pretty general guideline for this. Um, uh, uh, this is not the order they are presented in, um, but the order that they were scored with just one point, Calais has brought in a kettlebell, which is not really unusual for him, but it is a, it is a pretty heavy one. I think it was like 96 kilograms, which is, that's really, that's really heavy. Then two points goes to Pia who brought in a yarn separator, but then she, tried to sweeten the pot. It did not get her any additional points, but she tried to uh, uh up it by adding in her sweater, which she claimed was made thanks to that yarn separator. Uh then 3 points goes to Klaus. Um it was his friend's toenail that was found in a sandwich for uh the whole thing, the whole the whole story about this this is the most elaborated upon prize that we we had um the whole story behind it 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 made sense in its own way but i was not on board with anything going on (laughs) with that at all if i if i won this episode that would go straight well i would give it back to him maybe probably that but otherwise it would go straight in the trash so it'd be nicer just to give it back um four points go to Bianca. Who uh, had one of her adult teeth? Uh, it was which she clarifies. Um, she she got she got lots of points for it. Good good on you for uh, bringing in, uh, these bo- all those body body parts, shedded body parts. Pretty gross. Uh, but then Kodyo uh, has brought in a handmade mirror. Which, uh, the way they filmed it was kind of weird, but it makes sense with it rotating and everything. It's, it's laying down on its back. So it was really co- kind of confusing what it was um, when it was shown on screen. But it ha- it was kind of like a bathroom mirror with like a little shelf. Um, and actually, you know what? I wasn't paying attention when it was shown in context with everything else. I couldn't really tell how big it was it looked like it was like just a little small thing but it might have been a full like a an actual actually useful mirror with an actual useful useful shelf anyway it's one of a kind because he made it himself he got the five points very nice so then we go on to the first first filmed task which was pop the bubble wrap uh they have five minutes to prepare and 100 seconds to pop the total number of bubbles, I'm not sure uh, it's more than twenty four hundred and sixty but whoever whoever had to count the number of bubbles popped that is quite the undertaking. I applaud the uh, uh, the people on production who had to do that <laughs> um, but this was an unaired UK task in both season one and season three. So we have never seen it on the UK series, but um, it has made its way onto television on a couple of different um, of the international versions, including this one. So for one point we had Klaus who um, he took the bubble wrap outside. And I think this is, this was his biggest mistake because the ground outside was seemed to be very soft. There's lots of grass and other underbrush, and so he, as whatever he was pressing down against it did not have a hard, very hard surface to press against. Um, his most successful popping was from uh, uh, when he got down onto his knees, um, and he also kept going back and forth from the shed trying to find other things to try. Um, so he lost a lot of time there. He only popped 669 bubbles, which I thought sounded like a lot. Um, but as it turned out, there's way more bubbles than that. So he didn't, he didn't really pop that many. Um, Bianca gets right into it and she flips the table (laughs) over onto the bubble wrap, which did, when it when it was first landed on its side, that popped a bunch. But then when it landed flat upside down, it did not pop really anything. Also, I was a little bit confused why she she was just in socks, and she was stomping stomping on it with her just with her socked feet. Shoes are much better for this, and I think that is a big reason why she only got second uh two points with twelve hundred and eighty nine bubbles popped um pia she does a lot of dancing like tap dancing on the bubble wrap with her shoes on um and she's singing there's no business like show business and uh she does very well she pops one thousand nine hundred and twenty nine uh kodyo gets four points for popping two thousand four hundred and sixty he basically just gets gets right in there and is wrestling with the bubble wrap on the floor Um, what I thought I would do is that twisting bubble wrap is really good at, uh, for popping it. So I think I, I would have taken the approach of, um, like kind of going like processing, processing the, the length of bubble wrap as though it were, I were spinning some yarn or something, just, just going down and forming a rope of it and twisting it i th- i feel like that would have been more effective than the four people who've gone so far but then Kale nails it with a very dangerous method <laughs> he takes it outside and uh creates this whole like uh fire starting device to uh to be safely away from it Um, he must've put lighter fluid on it or something, but also the entire yard, like everything outdoor is covered in fallen leaves. And I am amazed that, well, one, that he was allowed to do this and that when he did do this, it wasn't a catastrophe. They must've had fire extinguishers like right off camera, but, um, not just the extinguishers, but people holding them ready to use it but he sets the whole thing on fire and so he therefore pops all the bubbles gets the five points and the charred remains the toxic molten plastic remains are added to the prize pool so yeah he's off to a great start um klaus and bianca not so much um This leads us to the middle of the program, which turns into a live task called Ved Duvad, or uh, Would You Know? And uh, this is the part of the the show where David interviews the guests to get to know them better. But um, all all of his his questions are just leading him to uh, say that he he enjoys would to introduce this segment of Would You Know? Um, the task is to figure out what David has in his pockets, uh, kind of a nefarious thing to get everybody to do, to feel his leg basically. Um, but, uh, he goes down the line. Um, everybody has 15 seconds to feel his pocket and ask him yes or no questions. Um, the biggest helpful answers that they got, um, were that it was something from the kitchen, Not everybody has one and that you could get hurt using it. The guesses were Pia guessed an egg slicer. Kodyo guessed a sausage cutter. um, Klaus guessed a timer. Um, Also from, from what I could see, it seemed like it was a long object. Like I was thinking like a cheese grater or something like that. You could not tell what shape it was visually. They obviously could tell that it was a circular shape, so these all of these guesses do make sense. Um, Callie guessed a cigar cutter. Um, I guess you would keep that in the kitchen, maybe. Um, and Bianca guessed a divider of things. <laughs> um, the 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 item was an egg divider, which is like a metal ring with these triangular blades that like are kind of spring loaded that you press and they, they go inwards. I had never seen one of these. Um, it does make sense as a device now that I have seen it, but um, I don't know. I've, I feel like it would do. I, I, the effectiveness of it other uh, compared to just cracking an egg I don't know. Maybe it's more of a uh, for a hard-boiled egg, but in anyway, uh Pia is the closest with the egg slicer, she gets 3 points. Uh Kodyo, because um his was uh pretty close with the sausage cutter, gets 2 points. Although I would say cigar cutter should be is also as close as that. I don't know. The other 3 get 1 point each. Um the next film task is find out about the Icelandic person. Oh, I should say as far as I know there's there's not been any task like <laughs> Would You Know um, on any other series. But maybe there will be for maybe maybe it, uh, it's maybe Would You Know is is the same game every week. <laughs> um okay, but find out about the Icelandic person. Uh, they enter a room to see a firefighter sitting there and he says hello or something, but in Icelandic, um, his name is Trosty and, um, he is only allowed to answer in Icelandic. He is able to understand Swedish. Um, I'm sure he's able to speak it in real life as well. Um, but he, he can't answer or write in Swedish. Uh, This is a variation of the UK series um, to episode one task. Find out about the Swedish person. Obviously, they couldn't copy that directly because they'd just be speaking the same language. Um, So they have five minutes to find out the answers to the most questions. He can only answer in Icelandic. um, But he does, like I said, he does understand Swedish, but they aren't specifically told that. So there are a couple of people. (laughs) <laughs> like Calais is like drawing pictures to try to ask the questions um, instead of you know just asking the questions in Swedish until he can answer them. Despite Bianca seeming the most baffled out of everyone, she totally nails it. Um, I mean, not totally, she but she gets the most correct items. Um, Some of the questions are uh, they're very similar to the original task, but uh, they're his birthday. His father's job is selling computers. His favorite food, some kind of sausage meal. His biggest asset, his muscles. Um, what he's afraid of, spiders. Where he'd like to travel, uh, Montenegro. And his favorite movie, Fight Club. Uh, when he's when asks him this, I I don't know if it is. I don't know why he thought it was so funny. Maybe uh, the name of Fight Club is something different in in swedish and maybe that was what was so funny about it but he could not stop laughing and then he asks him to describe the film and he says it's like a club where they fight and (laughs) yeah that's i guess that's a good description of that movie um but uh uh, class gets one correct item so he gets one point Um, Pia, Kale, and Kodyo each get three correct items. So they get three points each. And then Bianca got four correct items and get four points. Um, so it is interesting. There are a lot more tasks where the number, like the score in the task is the amount of points you get from it. Um, so there's a lot more variation. Um, it isn't always five, four, three, two, one split among the five in every in every task like it it more commonly is in the UK also I'm I'm not going to compare it as much um, to the UK version um, after this episode um, because whereas we're establishing already what the biggest differences are um, so I'll, I'll just be referring to it um, if it's a, a new version of a, of a task that was originally in the UK. Next up, speaking of that, uh, this was in the very first episode of, of, of Taskmaster. This was task number four in series one, episode one. Empty the bathtub. Fastest wins... You may not remove the plug. Um, There's like a whole pile of stuff right outside the door when they, they come out of the the house. Um, And I thought it was kind of interesting that where they set up the bathtub, it's like right underneath where a bunch of branches and leaves are hanging down that there's this huge tree in front of the house and there's all these branches hanging down, like right at eye level directly over the bathtub and that that must have been so annoying um but one of the items um that's outside the door is a big old yoga ball and a bunch of people use this um bianca and Kale use it really well to displace what they're like bouncing it into the tub and all the water is splashing out very effective um klaus tries to use it um i I think he was trying to deflate it and then use it as a vessel to fill with water, but he's messing with it for so long. He abandons the idea. And then the methods he does use, he's very slow. He's, he's, he's very, very slow at this task. So with the scoring of the task, a uh, second through third, second through fourth place, which is um, uh, Bianca in second place for four points. Pia, third place for three points and Kodyo uh, fourth place, for two points, their specific times are not said, uh, but that they were within seconds of each other. The, c- the class is way behind with six minutes and 45. Kale um, is very fast. He he gets it done in one minute and 52 seconds. I don't think there was any, any particular trick that he used other than just getting it getting in there and being aggressive about it yeah there was no there's no controversy like there was with tim key accidentally unplugging the bath <laughs> quote-unquote accidentally um or anything like that um so this was this was a very very quick one um they they moved on they pretty much showed the clips Clips weren't very long, ran through. I mean, they went through it so quick. They didn't even say the actual times for, for three three of the five contestants. Those were the points um, extrapolated from the totals that were given um, right after that. Yeah. So thanks again to taskmaster.info for compiling that because I, I tried to extrapolate it and I was off and then I was confused about other stuff later, about the scores later, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna trust that they that they figured it out. Now that I looked it up, uh, then we had the first team task of the season: uh, make a bed while holding hands. Um, this first appeared on the UK show, uh, season one, episode five, task number four. I th- I I thought it was interesting that like all of these, almost all of the reworked tasks, repeated tasks were the fourth task from the episode that they're from probably just a coincidence anyway uh teams must make a bed to hotel standards then lie in it holding hands the entire time fastest wins um, so all of the team tasks I this is a, a pretty solid idea here that all the team tasks are 2 v2 um with the regular contestants and then the guest contestants just gets points by guessing correctly, which of the teams wins. Uh, so the teams for this season are Pia and Klaus, and, uh, versus Kodio and Bianca. Uh, so experienced versus youth and Callie chooses to, to back Kodio and Bianca because he thinks that they will be, uh, be faster they'll just be faster and he was right um so this was a zero sum zero sum is that right but the 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 losers of the task didn't get any points um and the winners of the task got three points each um so Kale for picking them um Kodyo and Bianca all got three points from from that one um nothing really really special that I remember from Um, them actually doing it Uh, I mean they're doing it outside um, so they did get like lots of leaves and stuff on there and so because of that I'd say David was very lenient on the hotel standards aspect of it. I don't think either of them were up to hotel standards. Alright the last uh, filmed task is task number 666. I like that these tasks are numbered although they're not the number of the task is not always stated. Anyway, task 666, film a horror movie trailer using dairy products. They have one hour to make a dairy-based horror film trailer. Um, they have an expert guest judge um, to to judge this task, uh, the Swedi- Swedish film reviewer, uh, Goran Everdahl. And uh, he kind of gives a rundown of what he's looking for in the trailer, um, like, you know, scares and a story and, of course, dairy products That is the maybe the most important thing, at least uh, in assessing some of these. Um, this task is has not specifically been done before. The most similar one was to create a trailer for Taskmaster the movie, uh, which was a team task. Um, as opposed to uh, this one, was an individual task from UK series four episode three, um, and then there was a task kind of similar that came after this on the UK series in uh, series series eleven episode two. Make the Taskmaster house haunted. I'd say that one is closer to this, but it is not the original because it happened a couple of years after this one was. I- I'm going to go in the order of the points. This is not the order I would have put them in. I thought it was unfair to put Calais in last place. He, j- he only got one point with his Blair Witch style trailer called Cafe Cafe a Light Witch. Um, He was penal- penalized for it not being dairy, but uh, Cafe a Light, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, is coffee and milk. That is dairy, it has dairy in it. I I'd say that counts and his was my second favorite out of the execution of it. So yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty un, pretty unfair, but I don't know. Uh two points goes to Kodyo who had uh his film The Hours of the Cottage Cheese. Um Goran liked the uh the title a lot. Um but the actual film he was puppeting all of the different dairy products with his hands very clearly in all all of the shots is about um, some bottles of milk moved into a new house that's haunted or something like that. I, I would have put this in last place with just one point. Three points goes to Klaus, who also puppets some dairy products, but his hands do not appear in the shot. Uh, there's some blue cheese. Uh, taking a shower and that it gets uh, it gets murdered by a cow which is played by kloss with a uh, helmet with horns made out of bananas um his his helmet his banana horn helmet is added to the prize pool but the title of his film pretty great is psycho um i think it's psy-ko is the swedish and then, uh, that translates to say cow, um, in English. Very good. Uh, third, third place. That's perfect. Yeah. I would have, I would have kept it in, in, in third place, but, um, the second place I would put that in, f- in fourth, in fourth place, uh, Pia hers didn't have a whole lot of story to it. She just got scared and saw that murder red rum was written in milk and that was called the sour milking the filling yeah i thought i thought that one was okay it, it looked good the the production quality of it was good but the story i felt wasn't really there and then the, the number one five points goes to bianca i i agree with with that placement it was great before starting the test she says why well, are I'm already a woman alone in a house. I have a, a leg up on this. So she bases her story around that. She goes to her fridge saying that she's recently stopped having dairy, using dairy. But the fridge is full of all kinds of dairy products. She She's she's shocked. She steps backwards into a, a, a thing of cheese. And then for some reason, uh, she changes into a, a sacrificial nightgown. And it gets covered in milk and then she runs out of the wood, woods and then she throws up milk onto a camera it's it's great it doesn't make i mean it doesn't make sense uh if, if this is an actual film i don't think it would make sense but uh for a comedy sketch a comedy trailer version of a of a, of a horror film it was pretty great then we get to the live task which is called beard uh, 15 bearded men enter the studio contestants must memorize their names. They'll each have three of them to recall, and they get two points for each correct name for a maximum of six points. I thought that the scoring of this was a bit lenient uh, because a couple of the names, they, they got correct, but they applied those names to the wrong person out of their three. So when they asked, Oh, is Did anybody get the right name? And it was like John that they said was the third person. But then the second person turned their thing and they were John. They still got credit for that, but it kind of didn't matter a whole lot because the most that anybody got from this was one correct name. This game is similar to uh, the live task from... Oh, I forgot to add this to my my Google drive notes um, uh, memorize the names of the uh, Australian football team. Um, (laughs) uh, There are some really, really good names uh, on that one. So these was, this one was like their actual names, whereas the Australian football team was like their nicknames, which was made it all very interesting. But uh, Kale gets zero points because he can't remember any of them um and Bianca Klaus, Pia and Kodio each get two points so it didn't really affect the score a whole lot other than Kale got fourth place instead of third place um with those two points that put Pia ahead of him um but we have uh in last place Klaus with just 12 points Kale with just 19 points that's the guest spot uh, Pia with 20 points, Codio with 23 points, and Bianca with 25 points. So uh, Bianca is off to a great start. So I'm not going to speculate on who I think wins or anything like that in case that you are watching along as well and, uh, and all that. So I'll try to keep... Um, keep all these episodes spoiler free as I inevitably get spoiled on all kinds of things. But um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, it is, like I said, it's a, it's a solid hour every episode. Um, and they pack so much, so much in there. So, so there we go. Um, again, you can uh, watch this in most places on the taskmaster YouTube and uh, Taskmaster Supermax, so uh, go check it out there, um, and I can't wait to watch the next one. So the plan is, I think, I- I'm just going to do one episode at a time of, uh, of Be- Bestie Test here until the new season of Taskmaster UK begins sometime in March, I think, so I think I might... This might take me right to it during the first two uh, seasons of, of uh, the Swedish version here. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Um, and I'll be, I'll be striving to put these out on Sunday nights. And uh, so, so mark your calendars, subscribe, um, go to TIW podcast.com. Um, you can get all the subscription links there to either subscribe on iTunes or get the RSS feed to uh, subscribe in your podcaster of choice. Um, I think the show is also now on Spotify. I think that got added on there. I'll have to check on that, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, let me know what your favorite moments. Um, you know what? I don't mind getting spoiled. I'll try to keep the podcast spoiler free beyond the episode I'm talking about. um, but if you do want to tell me stuff that you're looking forward to, stuff that I should be looking forward to, please let me know. And uh, yeah, I, let's let's go. It's going to be great. Uh, so thanks for thanks for listening. Be safe out there, and I'll see you next time here on Taskmaster is wonderful. Bye.